Hello everyone. Oh my god, I need to start making my podcasts a priority because I love doing them. I love talking to myself. Um Yeah, so how we how we all been? Like what we've we been up to? I had a really, really, really mental start of the year actually. I think there was quite a lot of up leveling involved, which means that I was just um, being tested, my uh, old, what do you call them, my old patterns coming back, people reappearing in my life um, and really showing me their true colors and then having to deal with that. It was very, very interesting and painful and, and stressful, but then also really beautiful, I have to admit, because from that, I have really learned who my true friends are. I've learned who will always be there for me. I have learned who will accept me for who I am, warts and all. And it's just been such a fantastic learning experience. I also got to become closer to my parents, to to grow closer to my parents because they came to um, Australia for a visit. And so that was a really busy two weeks. And that also taught me a lot about my priorities, my work, my work-life balance, So, yeah, just so much, so much learning. But today, I want to talk about a very specific one. I want to talk about what watching Roger Federer has taught me. Now, if you know me at all, (laughs) then you know that I freaking love Roger Federer. And I don't say this lightly, I am extremely picky when it comes to my tennis. I I am such an avid fan. And it's not because he's particularly good looking or anything like that, even though he is kind of good looking. Um, <laughs> I, I really admire his just like his personality, just him, just being himself and his ability to just stay cool and calm and, and really wonderful. And I, I got to watch him live. So I'll just give you a little bit of a backstory. So growing up, right? Like our family is really not very sporty. Our entire, like our our extended Dutch family is not a very sporty family. I have one cousin who plays semi-pro football or, you know, soccer, as some of you call it, in the Netherlands, but, like, he's not blood-related, <laughs> so so I can't even claim that <laughs> as a win, and um, one uncle also plays semi-pro, and he's also not blood-related, so, you know, we, it just, like, being sporty does not run in our family at all, so it's a wonder that my sister is so sporty, like, she, lo- she like, she used to do runs and stuff, Um but then obviously me, me, I'm running the New York marathon in November. So that'll be interesting. I, um, I signed up with a bunch of other Tony people. We're going together to serve in, um, in Miami as well afterwards, um, as crew. So it's just going to be fantastic. Anyway, I digress. Point is we've never been a very sporty family. We never really got into it except for watching Roger Federer. I think that we were like 13. I I was 13, I think 13, 14, 
when like one Saturday night, like we were really bored at home. And I think it must have been January because I'm pretty sure it was the Australian Open. And um, our family were just sitting in front of the TV and not really knowing what to watch. And we hadn't rented a DVD that weekend because remember when we used to do that? Remember when we used to rent DVDs? And uh, dad was like, oh, why don't you just put on the tennis because there's tennis on now. Like, what the hell? Like, what is tennis? But then we started watching it and we got really into it. And then before long, we're like staying up until all hours of the night watching Wimbledon because we're just so addicted to like the Grand Slams anyway. And we, we never really played because obviously you do have to start quite young uh, with tennis. We never really played, but we love watching tennis. And I remember like being in England when I was at university and then it was my summer holiday and then I would watch it on BBC and I have my dad on Skype and then I'd have to mute myself because my, my BBC was a little bit faster than my dad's or then he would get like on on some channel and then he was 10 seconds faster so he would have to mute himself like we got really into this and so naturally one of our family um, goals I guess you could say is to watch Wimbledon or Australian Open because those are our two favorite um, Grand Slams and we my, my parents and I we made that dream come true so it was a really big deal already to be going to the Australian Open this year. And when my parents, like when, when we were booking the holiday in November, I said, guys, we need to book these tickets because these tickets are going to get expensive. And we were like, well, we don't know what day that Federer is going to play. So I was like, well, okay, it's either going to be the Saturday or the Sunday because it's Australian Open, they don't do breaks on the Sunday, on the middle Sunday. So we're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to take a guess. So take a stab at it. So literally booked the booked the Sunday, hoping like holy crap, like hope hope this will work. Like let's let's pray to the high heavens that this is gonna happen for us. And um my my parents get here the week before it starts. Yeah, so the week before, sorry, so, so the draw hasn't come out yet. They arrive on the Tuesday, and the draw comes out on, like, the Friday. And so, like, we're, like, we meet each other, and then obviously chitting, chatting, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, suddenly it's like, yeah, well, you know, the draw comes out. Have you been thinking about that? Yes, we've been thinking about that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, no, it's all going to be good. It's all going to be good. And, guys, this is where I can tell you that manifesting fucking works because my dad and I have both been manifesting this, right? And it, it happened. Like, it, it, we made it happen. And it was honestly so wonderful, so exciting when the draw came out. The draw came out, and we find out that Roger is in day two. And then you don't really even find this out until, like, the day before, right? So on the Monday, the, the day the tournament starts, we find out that Roger is day two. And then we're like, oh, my God, this is amazing, best thing ever. And we... Um, and then we, we kind of like watch with bated breath, you know, every match. And so we're like, okay, he just has to make it till Sunday. Like that's all we need him to do. He just has to make it till Sunday because obviously who is not going to put Roger Federer on the evening match on Sunday night, right? Like, come on. So I was like, we just have to make it Sunday. We got this. We got, just have to make it to Sunday. And Roger Federer makes it to Sunday and he is in the evening match. So Roger, oh, so, um, what's his name? Uh, Nadal, Rafael Nadal played in the afternoon and then Roger Federer will be playing in the evening. So this was very, this is very, very exciting for us. 
and so we go so we go into Melbourne and because we were staying with my aunt who lives kind of in this in the suburb area so what was it like an hour's drive or something like that and we go into Melbourne we have lunch with one of my friends from high school hi Ben and um we we decide to go to go to the grounds now when you buy an evening session ticket I know this is really boring for some of you so sorry not sorry um you're not allowed to enter the grounds until 5 p.m but obviously the grounds are open from like 11 because um, there are matches playing all day long um and all over the place and we've just got the ticket for the rod labor arena so the rod labor arena right and and so we, we decided to pay the extra, I think it was like $60 for the grounds pass because, you know, we're like, well, we're here now and we might as well enjoy spending time within the grounds because there's quite a lot to do in the grounds as well. So like there's other tennis matches that you can watch that you don't have to pay tickets for because it's only the Margaret Court and um, the, the Rod Laver Arena that you have to buy like specific tickets for, I believe. And uh, so we go in and it's just like, it's the most amazing experience, you guys. Like, it's so fun. Like, it's such a fun atmosphere. You really, like, if you, if you were, like, born again and you were born onto this fairground, like, you would not know that the world was such a terrible place because everybody is so freaking happy because we're all here for the Australian Open, you know? And... Everybody here is just wanting to have a good time and everybody just wants to watch some tennis and drink Aperol spritzes. And oh my God, I drank so many Aperol spritzes. I was quite tired by the end of the day. But that was just part of it, right? You're in the sun. There's like a sunscreen station because Australia and it's really fucking hot. And and it's just, it's just yeah, it's just so great. And then you meet people and then some people came to sit with us and and then mom wanted a nap, so she was, like, sitting somewhere, and these people were like, don't worry, we'll take care of her, like, it was just so wonderful, like, it was honestly very, very heartwarming to experience, like, so much joy and niceness, and, you know, people just, people just wanting to have a good time, like, that's literally what it was, so that was really wonderful to experience, and, um, and then comes time for us to go to, the Rod Labor Arena because the match is about to start uh, because the last the afternoon session ended obviously and it ended a bit late because obviously Rafael Nadal and um, like he had just played a match I can't remember who it was with now anymore but it was a pretty big match as well obviously there were loads of people sitting outside on the grounds as well like cheering and stuff because of course like you know we're, we're on to the final 16 so the tennis gets really good <laughs> and and so the, everybody leaves from the Nadal match and then we get to go in and um, yeah, we're basically waiting for the match to start. And it's, it was just such a big moment and it was just so amazing to experience, really, truly. It was really like one of those like, holy shit, this is my bucket list moment. And like, you know, I've worked so hard to make this happen and this has finally happened. And yeah, really, really, truly wonderful. And then obviously the fed comes on and I'm pretty sure my dad cried. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure he got very much because like he was a few beers deep at this time, a few Aperol spritzes deep by this time as well. So, um, don't blame him at all. It was, it, it was like very, it was wonderful, you know? And, 
And yeah, we were in the cheap seats, so we definitely weren't anywhere very close to him. But like, you could still see him, and I still got a few really good photos. And like, I even got a photo of the full moon, the full freaking like crazy super moon. And then Roger Federer, like, he didn't really stand a chance, did he, with the super moon? But what I learned from Roger, and and honestly, it's been a constant lesson over the years is that like perseverance is key and staying cool and calm and collected is just so key to wanting to get anything done in life like it was through his keeping calm that he like saved like a gajillion fucking um tiebreaker points right like we we genuinely watched the most exciting match in the whole tournament um it was even more exciting than the uh final with nadal and Djokovic. like i'm sorry guys like i i I highly respect both of you but was a really boring match because Djokovic wiped the floor with Nadal. Um, and and it was just it was just so interesting to watch because it was all about perseverance, fighting back, fighting every single point. It's almost like resetting yourself after every single point that you win. And I think that like we get so torn up by the little things, right? Like we almost forget that there's a bigger battle. And it's so easy to forget that there is a bigger battle because you're so caught up and and rightfully so. I'm not saying that, you know, you're not supposed to be or whatever, but but then take time to actually remember what you're fighting for, right? Take time to remember like where you are and and like take time after every single point because after every single point your brain is going to go fuck i don't think i can do this fuck i don't think i can do this you know and maybe you can't and maybe maybe that's also a lesson right because ultimately Roger Federer lost that match and then i spent ages being quite upset so i didn't enjoy the women's match that came after and i think it was even Angelique Kerber so you know i really missed out there because i was just so focused on the fact that like this battle had been lost and I think we we tend to do that. We tend to go, fuck, the battle's been lost. You know what? Never mind. I give up. It's over. And this is what happens with most people. Most people go, it's over. Never mind. But is that really how you want to live your life? If something hard comes your way, are you really just going to give up? Are you really going to stop looking for another job because you got fired from one for whatever reason? Like, are you really just going to stop looking for love because one guy, you know, was a total asshole to you. I mean, I, I mean, I probably have, but that's okay. Um, I'm working on it, you know, because it, this is also, isn't something that's going to happen overnight. And this isn't me like preaching at you or whatever. Well, it is a little bit because I do, I do like being preachy, but the, the, the lesson still remains the same, right? Like who, how do you want to show up? How do you want to become, how, how do you want to leave your legacy? Because you know how Roger is leaving his legacy? He's leaving his legacy of like being a total kick-ass human being. Like the applause that he got, like even towards the end, you know, after every single point, everybody is on their feet in the whole arena and they are all cheering for him. And honestly, it was such an honor to cheer for him. You know, I was, it was honestly one of the greatest things of my life, really, to be able to cheer for that man. Like, he heard my voice, I'm pretty sure. And, and <laughs> many of you will know I'm, I'm quite the cheerleader. Um, so my, I, what I really want you to take away from this episode, if anything, whatever they call it nowadays, um, 
I, I, I want you to remember like why you're fighting for. And this is why having a vision board is so important. This is why having um, daily meditations and, and visualizations and reminders and like, I, I don't know about you, but like my coach makes me make, do these like prompts and basically my phone lights up like a Christmas tree every single day between 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. to remind me of things that I need to be reminded of. And a lot of people do this with affirmations as well. I actually need to find a really good affirmations app because if you are not reminding yourself of where you are or of where you want to be, of, of where you are going and why you are struggling, the struggle is going to be really hard. The struggle is really difficult because we can't seem to move past that because this is how our brains work, right? Like, you, like you've read it in all the self-help books, just like I have. Our brains are designed to fight or flight and our brains are designed to always look for danger because we had to, like we were living in the savannah or whatever. So, sorry. So I really highly encourage you to focus on the outcome and not so much on the how, because I can also tell you, like, it's kind of like driving a car. You know, when you're driving somewhere that you've been to so many times, like you don't remember part of the trip because like, I definitely have that and it's extremely dangerous. Let's face it. But I definitely have that. And it can be a little bit like that when you're looking back on things, right? Like when you are going somewhere, you always look back with rose-tinted glasses. It is not fake. It is a real thing. So I, I really encourage you to just keep going and keep looking ahead. And so when you are falling, just get back up and keep going because if Roger Federer can do it to win 20, 20 fucking Grand Slams, like you can do it to get to where you want to be. You can do it to get your promotion. You can do it to set up your business. You can do it to get up earlier in the morning. You can do it for your cold shower. So I just really encourage you to embrace this. Embrace this moment. Embrace this struggle because it's really going to get you somewhere. It really is going to make you a better person. And now before I start going into the, all of this like self-help crap, I just want to say um, Roger Federer is such an inspiration to me. He's like the only inspirational athlete that I have um, next to Serena Williams, obviously. Um, but, you know, like Roger was the one that kind of got me into tennis and all of that uh, with his grace and his ability. And and I just really want to thank him for that. I just think truly, like, it's been such an amazing journey, like, watching his, him rise and fall and rise and fall and rise and get back up again. Like, it's so heartwarming. It's so encouraging. And I just, I, I just think it's, I just think it's amazing. And I hope that so many people can learn from this and not just from a, like sporty point of view, but like in a literal, like general life point of view and to do it with so much grace and poise and not bitch about anyone and just be like a real man, you know, like he's not afraid to be vulnerable. He's not afraid to be like, yeah, I fucked up. He's not afraid to say it sucks, you know, and he's not afraid to cheer other people on. Like his opponents are never really his opponents because he supports them too. Like 
doesn't mean he's not going to wipe the floor with them, okay, out on court. But off the court, he supports them too. And I just think it's so wonderful. And I would just really like to encourage you to just kind of almost emulate that, you know. And it's funny because um, when I was doing my uh, work with my coach, like, he was like, oh, you know, um, who's someone that you really look up to, blah, blah. And like, who's who, what's the kind of person I want to be? And when I think of what, what kind of person I want to be, I think of like Roger doing his like forehand, of doing his backhand slice. And like, that is how I want to show up in my life. Obviously prettier, <clears throat> like me. Um, and doing other things because I can't play tennis for shit. Uh, but I want to show up like that in life. I want to show up like that and... Lately, also, I'm not going to lie, I really want to show up more like Serena Williams because she is so fierce. And the more I read about her, the more I follow her, the more I am just inspired by her and by her energy and by her strength and just by how fucking amazing she is. Like, she's not afraid to call it out. She's not afraid to get in your face and call you out for doing something when you're wrong. And I need to learn to be better like that. I need to learn to be more effective in that way so um yeah huge 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 thank you to the amazing sports people that we have in our lives and I I'm gonna sign out now I know it's a relatively short one today I'm gonna record a few more so that you don't have to wait three more months before my next one considering I'm going to move and stuff like that so yeah stay tuned for more super fun information and stuff going on thank you very much